You are listening to Season 2, Episode 12 of Talk and Rock with GMH. Let's talk and rock. It's Talk and Rock with GMH. Welcome to the podcast where we talk rock. I'm your host, GMH, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I apologize for no episode last week. If you don't happen to follow us on social media, uh, you probably missed uh, when I said that because I released a new EP, I decided to hold off on an episode for this week just so that I could work on, you know, getting the word about my uh, new release out there. And yeah, so I decided to just hold off on an episode and which worked out perfectly because I was able to complete this awesome interview coming up next with Andre Pedipa, where we talked about his group Andre Pedipa and the Giants. Now, Nathan James, who was on our last episode, if you don't remember, he's a photographer from L.A., but he's also got music and some of his photography work. He's shot pictures for like Travis Barker, Trippy Red, Youngblood, Tons for, like, Machine Gun Kelly, Mod Sun, all that sort of stuff. And he also shot the album cover for Mod Sun's latest album, Internet Killed the Rockstar, Machine Gun Kelly's latest album, Tickets to My Downfall, and he's working on some singles and possibly a new album shoot for Avril Lavigne, which is super amazing. And he released a new song today called Cinderella. And... I loved it so much. I gave I, I texted him last night and I'm just like, dude, this is the best song. Your best song yet. The production on this is amazing. And the whole sound is great. Tosh Peterson, who was on our show not too long ago, plays drums on this song. And he just killed it. The whole sound's great. Um and it's slightly different from his previous stuff, but in a good way. It's evolved in a in a good way, and it's a really solid sound and a very solid tune. And I love this one a lot. And he actually told me the story uh, about uh, behind the song. And if you listen to uh, the last episode, you can hear all that. It's pretty funny. And once I listened to the song, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so be sure to go back and listen to that episode when you get a chance, of course, after after this one. Now, this week's song of the week is Wannabe by Jaden featuring Machine Gun Kelly. Now, last week, Jaden released his new album, Tell Me About Tomorrow. I love this album so much. It is really bringing a pop punk sound back. Travis Barker, DTA Records. This is all amazing. Uh, really well put together. And he's the first artist to be signed to DTA, DTA Records, which I think is super awesome. Travis Barker killed it. Uh, Jaden has a really cool voice. And s- the thing that I thought was funny, I listened to an interview Jaden did. I forget who it was with. And he was... It was live on radio, and he was um, going to play or sing the song Dark Side by Blink-182. And I'm like, oh, I think I've heard that song. It was off their 2019 album. So, you know, they don't have Tong DeLong at this point. And it's a newer song. I mean, 
I'm not a huge fan of that song. I definitely like older Blink songs, as I'm sure many of you do. And he's like, this is my favorite Blink song, and it's the first song I ever heard of Blink's, <laughs> which I started laughing at because if this was released in 2019, that means that he heard Blink for the first time in 2019, yet he's just made an album that sounds like Blink with their drummer and with their drummer's record label. I don't know. I just thought that was pretty interesting. Anyways, more to this song. Wannabe, Jaden featuring Machine Gun Kelly. When I saw that there was a Machine Gun Kelly feature on this new record, I thought that was super awesome. But I wouldn't have guessed that it would sound like this. So basically, the the vocals um, in like the intro slash chorus part completely layered with different harmonies from Jaden. I'm not sure if... I'm sure Machine Gun Kelly sings in there too in a lower harmony, but Jaden's just got like a lower harmony and then he's got like the high, you know, sort of soprano um, vocal going to that, like the lead vocal. And then, you know, layered with other steps to it as well. And it sounds... Really interesting, but really cool. And then uh, Machine Gun Kelly has his part. Very, very standard Machine Gun Kelly feature, you know. He's just got that verse. Um, and he's got... I would say Machine Gun Kelly has quite a recognizable voice. And I love his line in the song. Also, very cool music video because it's got Jaden, Travis Barker, and Machine Gun Kelly. And Jaden started off on TikTok. But I only found his music from Travis Barker posting about it. And I love it a lot. And I think that even though he got famous off social media, I think he has a lot of potential with his music. And I'm sure it would be great to see him live eventually one day as well. So that's this week's Song of the Week. I won't keep you all waiting any longer. Up next is an interview with Andre Pedipa from Andre Pedipa and the Giants. Hey everyone, so today on the podcast, I'm talking with Andre Pedipa um, about his group, Andre Pedipa and the Giants. How are you today? Good, man. How are you making out? I am great. So firstly, this band, how did it all get started? So we formed in early 2015. Okay. I, uh, I came home from Alberta. I live in Nova Scotia, but I was working out in Alberta doing construction. I came home for Christmas and landed in the hospital the day after I got home with a brain virus called encephalitis. So I was wiped off my feet for six months and I wasn't able to work or drive. So I put my drive into music. I've been playing since I was 12 years old, but at this time I was 23. Right. So I reached out to uh, an old friend of mine, my brother. We've been playing together since we were young. He's yeah. three years younger than me. And I said, let's start a side project. And this was Andre Pettipa and the Giants. At the time, we only had two members. So we're like, we got a bunch of new songs I've been writing during the pandemic, or not the pandemic, sorry, during the brain virus. <laughs> and uh, so I reached, reached out to a friend uh, by the name of Marcus Kosh, mm -hmm. who turned out to be our drummer. He played, uh, he played drums in the local scene, and I used to play shows with him when we were 12 years old. And I haven't seen him in about 10 years. And I went to his cover band show and realized the chops he had. So the next day, we had our first rehearsal and the following day after that 
we were in the studio recording our debut album. So everything came together really mm-hmm. quickly. And it was, it was kind of like foot on the gas since day one. Yeah, that's cool. And going into it, that you're sort of like, I guess, I guess just rock sound that you go with. Did that, was that just sort of instinctive from the beginning? So I've always been a fan of like emotive music. So I'm a big fan of bands like Blind Melon, um, mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses, Foo Fighters, bands that you can actually hear the honesty in what they're saying. So that yeah. dead ahead rock and roll is something that I've liked since I was a kid. And so that's definitely the core of our band is something that makes the listeners feel what you're feeling. I don't like songs that you can tell are just overproduced or too fake. There's too much of that, that, you know, someone else is writing their songs for them. Yeah. And for me, it's like, no, like I want these people to feel exactly what I was feeling at that moment. So that's where the rock and roll, that's where I've always loved rock and roll. It's, it's, it's stripped down. It's raw. And that's yeah. kind of kind of the thing that's uh, keep me going. Yeah, that's cool. So when you first started making music, so basically on the podcast, I like to go through how you sort of evolved as a musician and with the band. Now, with your first release, how was that recorded sort of compared to what you're doing and how you're recording nowadays? That's a good question, man. Um, so literally, it was a, after our first rehearsal, we went to the studio. So we didn't have time to do the pre-production like you'd normally do. So we showed the drummer who started that day. We sent him the songs Saturday cool. night after his show. Sunday, he had the time to rehearse. We sent him our basement demos that me and my brother recorded. It's like, here's we have the ideas for the drums, right. but here's kind of free reign on what you got. Uh, we got to record three songs on Tuesday. Have fun. And so we went in, it wasn't really well rehearsed, but it worked out because the songs were, they were done already. So it just, it was like adding an extra flavor and he's a well rehearsed musician and he's a dude that's been playing around the block. But in comparison to the band today, um, I've been doing production for other artists myself over the last few years and recording my own music and just listening and the band rehearses every week um, for three hours a week. So we're all very in tune with our sound and what we want something to sound like. So this time around, we really took the time. It's been four, almost five years since our last release. And we wanted to do it right. We wanted to put all our, all our chips in. We wanted to go all in. And we've worked with a lot of great people. And it was just... It was done not rushed. It was done with a lot of patience and a lot of growth during even even after the songs were done, learning about the songs you just wrote and put it in a different aspect. It's it's been cool to see everybody in the band grow and mature. Right. And how did you get started with producing yourself? So I've always had a knack for liking a hook in a song and if I'm out at a bar and I'm hearing a song like a, a entertainer play, I'd be like, great song. Let's, I think you could trim a little bit of fat. Let's see how about, wh- why wouldn't you use this as the hook rather than that? And I'm always just, I've got a quick brain. I've got a brain that's like, oh, ooh, this is over. <laughs> so anytime I'm out, I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's talk to this artist afterwards. And I've found a lot of younger artists would look to me to ask for, you know, my opinion on it. And I said, well, I've got a I've got a recording studio in my house. 
let's figure it out. Let's work on these things. And I've always liked to be adding in those extra little elements that makes a song fun and makes a song stick out a little bit more. So that's kind of how I dug into it. Yeah, cool. So when you first started recording for your own band, did you like sort of having that control over your music and your band's work? Totally. We're a band that like, like I said, we, when we go in to record, we beat the songs to death. If we don't like the song, the song's not going to make the album. If we don't like a part in the song, we're going to beat it to death until we figure out why isn't it, it isn't working. And I think with the guys in, in the Giants, they're, they're not hired guns like a lot of bands. They're, we're best friends, so we can be very opinionated with each other in the nicest way. It's not, we're, it's not a fighting match. It's not a yelling match. It's like, oh, man, let's just try something different. Like, it'd be cooler if we tried this. Nah, that, that part's not working. It's, it's a collaborative band rather than a dictatorship. And I think that's what really, really helps us along the way. It's like I'm the core writer of the group, but the guys have a lot of good input and they help mold the song into something that is not just one person writing a song. Yeah, that's cool. So with the new uh, record that's um, out, I guess, well, July 9th, which is the day that this episode uh, will be released. So I guess theoretically today. It's um, release day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I haven't given it a listen yet, but um, this record, No Fools, No Fun, it's a 13-song album. So obviously you put a lot of work and there's a lot of music on this album. What can you tell us about it? So we had about 40 tracks demoed out of um, for this album, and we picked our top 13. We ended up um, working with a producer by the name of Brian Monkers, who Ooh. just did the latest Alice Cooper record, and he wow. did the last two Our Lady Peace records. And I was in Sweden in 2018 uh, showcasing at a festival there, and he contacted me on Facebook after hearing one of our songs on the radio in Toronto. He said, dude, who the hell are you? What is going on? Like, what is this sound? Let's, let's talk the future. Yeah. So we began working on this album. Once I got back from Sweden, we met up in Toronto at Canadian music week. Yeah. And it was just, it's a group of songs that have been written in my twenties. I'm turning 30 in um, mid September. And yeah. it's, it's a song about, or it's an album about growth. It's about actual experiences that have happened. Like there's some songs that um, wrote about, a shitty girlfriend of my best friend. Uh, there's songs about life on the road as a musician and right. as a construction worker, which I am. And there's songs that have meaning that are beyond what I'd like to discuss at some times. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a personal album in the fact that it's all experiences that I've went through in my twenties. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, may I ask with writing, what's your general process going into writing a song? So I don't, it's not, uh, for me, for writing, it's not like today I'm going to write a song. Right. It's, for me, I'm a very uh, witty person. I'm a one-liner. I'm a a dude that loves puns. So if I think of something clever, I write it in my phone's notes. Yeah. So I have, uh, like, I have notes upon notes of just lines I think of in my head. Yeah. And when I think, I'll spend an hour a night just noodling around on the guitar or playing chords and progressions. And then I think of something that's, catchy or i think it's like oh i kind of like that so i'll start working on that and then i'll bring in the melody yeah 
and then I'll be like, okay, those lyrics in my phone work with that. And a lot of the time, like I was saying, I was a, I'm a construction worker as well. So yeah. on the road, my brother, who is the bass player of our band, we work on songs in the evening time. We also do, uh, we do graphic design and we do everything for the band. So it's like, and the nighttime after your day job, we're continuing working on the band. So the creative process continues on over. So That's it's, cool. it's a cool process where it's, it's not so much sit down and write an album. It's like, let the music come to you. And I think the natural approach of that makes, uh, makes the writing more, I guess, um, more natural, more, more real, mm-hmm. unforced. Yeah, for sure. Now, if you could go back in time and tell your past musician self um, a piece of advice in terms of making music for the future, um, what would that be? That's a good question. Um, just be patient. Um, success doesn't happen overnight. And don't get too worked up about things that are out of your control. Yeah. Like there's some things, especially, I guess, in industry, uh, everything's very clicky. So if you don't get into that click, don't worry about it. Just keep worrying about yourself. I know there's a lot of people that worry about what this person's doing, what this person's doing. So I guess... It's more or less just worry about what you're doing and improve on your own your own uh your own worth and your own mm. product. Yeah. That's uh I can definitely agree with that. And um in terms of this like the covid situation that we're in, we talked a little bit before we started recording um yeah. about about that. Um now, I mean it's definitely different for for the both of us, so I'm not 100% sure, but in terms of promoting um this this new album i guess you can't tour um at the moment but hopefully that can happen sooner than later um so with like i guess the current struggle how do you plan to get the word out there about this uh new album so we um fortunately enough our government kind of opened up um smaller venues and we were able to play um we're able to play outdoors right now and then indoor shows are at i think it's three quarter capacity so next month or at the end of this month sorry we're actually playing a festival that is allowed to have two thousand people so this is the first time in a year and a half that we're actually able to play a semi-normal show yeah and then later on in september we're we're playing a show with billy talent that's allowed to have i think six thousand people wow that's really so it's like things are finally you can look through the pandemic tunnel and see there's there's the light man it's like okay we made it through my band had to strip down our sound to play acoustic shows yeah as a full band just to keep relevant and to keep the growth which was it was cool it was everybody you took a step back it's like let's dig deep what's gonna work for us mm-hmm. and now that we're able to go back to play that full rock and roll show yeah it's uh i think the preparation and the patience is really uh really what gave everybody in the pandemic a, a little bit of a eye like saying we have to help each other out this is not going to go away if we yeah. don't you know if we don't uh, help each other yeah definitely um now for those who have never listened to your music who definitely should after uh after this episode um i'm firstly i'm really excited to give a listen to this Sweet, um, album um basically in three words or less can you describe um, your sound and your music for those who have never given you a lesson before? Hmm. 
three words or less. Okay. Um, real emotion, real emotional energy. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, so this is more of a fun question. I mean, looking back uh, at past experiences that you've had possibly on the road or just as a band in general um, or as a musician in general, is there a specific memory or, I guess, fun or memory of music that will always stick out to you that you would like to share? Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, so this was all during the same festival. It was Canadian Music Week. This is we met our producer same weekend it was one night we showcased at Canadian music week. And then after the showcase, we were walking to another venue and um, this guy was, <laughs> I don't think I've ever told this story to people before. Yeah. Anyways, we were walking to a venue and this guy outside was melting off to this, this couple and he had a bottle of wine or a bag or a bottle of wine. And he threw it at the couple on the side of the road. And we were like, what in the hell? We're guys from Nova Scotia, a small place. No, not much drama happens. Yeah. So I went over to him. I was like, dude, what are you doing? And he, he walked over to my drummer and my uh, guitar player and pushed them. So I went with a flying kick across the road and <laughs> sent him halfway across the street. This was just after we played our show. And it was, uh, it was kind of a night that's like, shit, we're not at, not in our hometown anymore. I'm not, uh, I'm not in Linwood. I'm not in my old country. So it could have turned out bad, but he just ran off. And it was like, whoa, we're on the road, boys. We're doing something totally strange, and this is off the cuff. But it, yeah. was, a, it was a night where it was like, we might have some fun. And this is where the band No Fools No Fun with the album name kind of happened. We fly off the seat of our pants a lot of the time, and we like to go, go to see different shows, and you never know what the hell you're going to see. And I think that's right. the thing about touring bands that yep. makes it so exciting. You have to be you have to be aware of your surroundings and you never know when something like that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um now I asked you not too long ago about a piece of advice that you'd give to I guess your past self about music. Now mm -hmm. um this question's similar but different. What advice would you give to um bands that are just getting started? Um practice and learn record yourself yeah and keep recording yourself till you find fine tune like use your ears i think that's the biggest thing for me is um literally just work until you are satisfied with your own product yeah and and uh that is probably the probably biggest piece of advice i could give and don't let the people bring you down and don't uh don't let anybody put you under their thumb especially for like younger bands you're out playing shows and people will yell i play wagon wheel it's like no man that stuff really is demoralizing and it's like let me play you a song i just wrote kind of thing yeah i think i think we have to uh stick up for ourselves as musicians because you're gonna have those drunk people out and you gotta have you gotta have thick skin yeah and the music industry 100%. You can't take anything personal. Don't worry about what that drunk guy said the night before. If they're heckling you, it's a, it's a sick industry. It's, it's a slippery hallway. Um, but like, just really don't worry about last night. If it was a bad show, yeah. move on to the next thing. Just keep working. No matter what, nothing is set in stone. Yeah. So keep, keep 
progressing no matter what you do practice it doesn't matter if you're joe satriani you're going to practice two hours a night yeah just keep the progress going yeah and the nice thing too is i guess i've noticed over time that when i was five years old playing i guess guitar was a punishment and now (laughs) now i practice for three to four hours a day without i guess anybody telling you what to do yeah and i guess without noticing it and it's more it's what Just you've a come fun, to love. A fun thing to fill my time and something that I also love. And I also agree with the, like, record yourself, listen back to your music and fine-tune yeah, it. Because when you're writing music, um, the best thing for me has always just to been, like, lay something down real quick and just build yeah. off of that. And um, soon you've got lyrics and then you've got you've got a song that you're ready to work with. And, I mean until the song is actually released, you can work on it as much um, as you want, uh, which is the cool thing, as your art never has to be perfect, but at the same time, you can perfect it to the way that you want it to be. You want to hear it, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I find if you've got got a melody in your head while you're writing a song, nine times out of ten, that original melody that you think of with the music is going to be that melody you sing. Yes. And literally at, like, the majority of our rehearsals, we start out, with a new song I'm working on, yeah. the boys are like, that's cool. And we'll just go through it. I won't have any words yet, but we'll set record on our phones. Yeah. And then afterwards, I'll spend the next morning being like, I'm going to write this song. I'm going to write these lyrics. And I'll base it off of that melody I have and the syllables that I'm hearing. And it's like, okay, your, your instincts are great. And I think people doubt their own instincts a lot of the time. But when you listen back, it's like, that's exactly how it should sound. If you think, if you're confident in your music, if you're, well, you know what I mean? If you're there and it's like, this is what happened and naturally. Right, and I think right. that was a thing for Nirvana, which made them so great mm. is uh, they went with their first instinct. They, they didn't overthink anything. Yeah. They gave you their emotion. And that is what music is missing these days. Definitely. There's too much. There's 10 writers in a room where it's like, no, we should not do that. Right. Um, and yeah, that's what I appreciate about this podcast. Cause really on this podcast, I'm interviewing um, musicians who, um, I mean, of course they want the best for their music, but they're yeah. really just in it for the for their for themselves, and they're in in the music business to create art that they love and that they can totally share to man. other people, which is the most important thing. Yeah, if you don't like your own stuff, why are you putting it out there? Yeah, exactly. Like, for me, it's when some people say, I've never listened to my own stuff after I've recorded it. It's like, dude, that's kind of a bit of a farce. You should probably listen to your art. Yeah. And if you don't like it, grow from it. If you do yeah. love it, put that shit on repeat. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, I mean, my art in the past, I haven't listened back to, and I didn't really enjoy it after a little while and yeah i mean i build it off that and i'm I totally mean, my, new, my new release i was listening to it a month before it was released every day because um You're i impressed. still like it and then there's things that i still though pick out of it and i'm like of course okay, on this new song i'm working off i'm not doing that but on this new yeah. song i'm doing i am keeping that um hook right there or i'm doing something there so yeah that's that's it's still it's very important to make sure that you enjoy your art before other people do because it's the kind of thing where um, quality control, right? You have to make sure that you're, ent- if you're not entertaining yourself, you're not going to be able to entertain other people as well. That's it. And if you're looking back at your old stuff and not seeing growth, yeah, it's like you can get to work harder. Yeah. I think 
I think having that, um, like old videos of yourself performing on YouTube or wherever it's at, I think it's cool to look back and see. It's a time and a yeah. place. You could see where you're at mentally. You can see where you're at with your vibe. You can see yeah. where you're at, like, you know what I mean? So it's, I don't like those bands that will totally rework their image. And it's like, this is a new band um, and have no social media posts. It's like, man, people like you because of their growth. People want to know your story. And yeah. that's why we do podcasts like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And yeah, well, before we wrap up the interview, is there anything else you'd like to add? Where can people find your music, your new album, obviously, um, social media, all that sort of stuff? So everything is available on uh, our website is www.andrepettipotandthegiants.com. You can find us on Instagram at, and TikTok at Twitter at AP and the Giants. And then just search Andre Pettipot and the Giants on Facebook. Cool. And we're accessible everywhere. We're pretty, uh, pretty busy on the socials. We like to keep in good contact with our fan base and with our, our loyal followers. So we want to hear from everybody. We want to hear what people think of the album. We recorded this one live off the floor, so everybody oh, was in the same room. That's cool. We, yeah, we didn't have any overdubs. We, uh, I recorded my vocals second, but we focused on the live aspect of it, which really helped our band over the last few years grow is our live show. So we went in and did that. I think that's where we're going to focus on for the next dozen albums <laughs> you just go in slam a bunch out like our favorite bands did before mm. well i didn't know that and that intrigues me um even more and i mean i can't wait to go give it a listen thank you so much for coming on the podcast yeah man thanks for having me awesome all right thank you so much to andre pedipa for coming on the show guys if you haven't checked out his his band's new record no fools, no fun. Go give it a listen. I mean, I haven't been through the entire the entire album yet. Like, I haven't been able to give it a whole listen because it's got, got some length to it. But firstly, the singles that are already out, that were already out, were amazing. And when I first, like, clicked on this album, when it first came out and listened to the first song, No Fools, No Fun, the title track, the harmonies in that song right away, the vocals, oh my god, it just flew it just blew me away. So highly recommend this as a listen. And I'm glad we could get him on the show to talk about his band and this uh this new record. Alright, thank you all so so much for tuning in. Please give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Talk and Rock Pod on both platforms. And be sure to check out our website, www.talkandrockpod.com, where you can basically find all the links to all our previous episodes from both Season 1 and Season 2. And yeah, thank you all so, so much for tuning in. I'm your host, GMH, signing off. Let's talk. And rock, it's talking rock with GMH.